0: Taste sweeter in this town. Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I seen your face elsewhere before, just as familiar as a bottle and a glass.
1: Hey darnin, sweeping on the black top. Hey, darn it, through the trees, honey. Hey darn, you even for the next town. Listen, my sis sketches
2: Alright guys, maybe. welcome back to the back forty Skull Sessions podcast. This is episode ten. I am Shane Poor here with Christian Gardner. Howdy, howdy. And here with Sam Clausen. He's on the podcast with us today. Hello. What's happening, fellas? And today we are going to talk bear hunting. Yes, sir. Now you guys are more into this than I am, so I'm I'm going to be listening and learning today.
3: I'm excited. I'm really excited about this one. I've we've. We haven't had a good bear talk since our very first one where we had Sam and, and Travis come on. Yeah, and that believe. was
2: more bear hunting stories than yeah, anything. Yeah, that was more bear yeah.
3: stories than anything, but we're going to get in the meat of it here today, I believe.
4: Everybody's starting to get excited about the bear season's coming up.
3: Oh, yeah. I've, I'm super excited. My well, body's not ready, but I, my <laughs> mind's ready. So. Well, and the bears
2: have been very visual this spring. I mean, in summer, they're everywhere. You can see them. I've seen seems one. It seems easier than normal yeah. to find a bear this year.
4: Yeah, they're coming out of breeding, uh, breeding season right now. Yeah. So they'll start showing up on your baits more and more and more for the next month.
2: I got you. Yeah, we found that out the hard way with that trail camera we had yeah, running we over there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They decided to do breeding season on top of the trail camera. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm super excited
3: about this one. We've, it, I've been looking forward to this for a couple couple weeks now. I hope we can get
2: it going. I got you. And we're going to get into the meat of that in just a minute. But right yep. now, first thing we want to talk about is what's going on with the YouTube show.
3: Yeah, so uh, we just released episode... One of season two. Yep. Took forever. It, it, it is what it is. We waited and waited and finally got where we needed to be with it. But we'll be rolling pretty much every week from now on till the rest of the year, up until probably after the first week of January. Yeah. If take. If we don't have an episode up every week, we'll at least have a short video up of some sort every week. Yeah. So, long as everything goes the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So, that's going on. We just had her showed our episode for the turkey hunting georgia yeah which we i think we covered a little bit on in one of our first podcasts we, yeah we talked, we talked a, about we've it. talked about that georgia hunt a couple of times yeah it was a great time i mean it looked like
2: y'all had a good time it was a real good time it was a, it was a really tough hunt but it was a good time yo justin had my favorite quote that we've had so far We're talking Gosh. about calling every cat in in the state of georgia
4: <laughs> that was anytime funny. you got justin around it's a ball of fun Gosh, oh yeah, you yeah. Your life and-
2: well, and he seemed
3: like he was on it that weekend. Didn't he was. Way? He was feeling up
4: until he got sick. He
3: caught a virus. He got he got real sick. Yeah, but uh, he had some type sort of stomach virus. But it was rough. But uh, but yeah, you know, it, it was a, it was a awesome time. Got okay. our next episode coming out like it should be Friday. We should be doing like a like a uh, turkey season prep, like what we done to prepare for turkey season this year, mm-hmm. uh, along with probably Tennessee youth season. We had some stuff there, and don't depend. Everything's kind of a toss up. Just depends on how we put it together from now on. Just. Yeah, kind of comes yeah. kind of it goes. It's kind of a surprise for us when we put it together. So, <laughs> so we'll see how it turns out. Well,
1: and you
2: ended up with a lot of footage out of turkey season this year. So we're going to have it's several hunt. turkey hunting episodes. So. Yeah,
3: we've got a handful. We've got. Uh, I wanted to wait long enough to start releasing our episodes so we could roll into turkey roll into deer season.
2: Yeah. And well, and with deer hunting, we don't know how much footage we're going to right. have and win because it. We may have three right. or four guys shoot early, and then we may have right. nobody shoot until October, right. November. You never can tell with deer season.
3: Yeah. That was the thing. We've got early seasons to look forward to. You know, you got the three-day Velvet Tennessee hunt coming up for deer. we got yeah. some guys doing that, I'm say I'm going to do that, and now that Mitch and Matthew knows about it, I reckon they're going to both do it, because they both have Tennessee license. Uh, so, we've got at least, there's at least three of us I know that's going to.
2: Now, is that... Public and private lander.
3: It's private just only? private land. I, I gotcha. think the, I don't quote it's me on this. It's private
4: land only. It's been happening for the last three years. It's
3: yeah, I about to say I think they made it to where the last day might be private. I mean public land. I think I, uh, there's something with it. There they might have changed it, but I was just reading it the other day. I was making a list of all the season dates for for us. So yeah, we, all, all the holler hunters has it to know what's kind of going on, keep track of everything, and when I was reading reading it there, I know it's I wanna say one of those days that there was a avail- velvet hunt available for public land. Nice. But I don't know what day it is. I'd have to go back and look at it. There's something along those lines. I could be way off. But but we've got that well, to look Sometimes
4: forward to. it tends to say it's in different uh, zones. They've got it zoned and yep. sometimes I got it can be zone, one zone. Yeah, I think it's a certain zone,
2: zone that's open well, to the that's, public. That's the way they do in South Carolina. You've got yep. that's, six game was, zones.
3: Yeah, that was what I was about to get into here is that's another thing we have to look forward to <laughs> is early early
2: early season, early south season. carolina there's a rifle season in the lower end of south carolina that starts on august the 15th wow yeah yep. i mean that's early it's sec- yeah. it's zone 3 and 4 both but both zones do it those are coastal zones down toward the beach it's hot it not is not really
3: the southern the third
2: zone the third zones most of the state is it Mm -hmm. because i thought it was areas down toward charleston in that area Mm -hmm. i know one of my buddies that lived down there he hunts it's the whole bottom
3: half of the state
2: i got you like it's It's still hot i don't give a go. god yeah it's hot
3: when i did it last year i
2: burnt up and died (laughs) yeah we hunt upstate south carolina and (laughs) it's hot in september you dang right yeah
4: (laughs) well Well, september's hot in south carolina Carolina.
2: i shot one uh about five years ago down there during bow season it was september the 27th 28th time frame right around my birthday Whenever I shot that deer, it was 96 degrees. Wow. And when we finally got him out of the woods, because he ran about a couple hundred yards down into a clear cutting and then up, and blood trail was about 200 yards long. When we got him out of there, it was 11 o'clock at night. Got it to. was 89 degrees at 11 o'clock at night. I believe it. It was Man. awful. And at that point, you got to worry about spoilage and stuff. We were yeah. able to get him out. Cool. I mean, it it sounds like that was late, but when it ain't getting dark until 930, that's not yeah. that late. So. Yeah. Yeah. We were able to get him out and get him on ice pretty quick, so yeah. we yep. gutted him in the woods, and that way, yeah. that's that much less time. Well, you ain't that got that much stuff. choice, too. No, no, we gutted him right there. And, you got to gut it as quick as possible when it's that hot. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean,
3: it's just about hot enough you have to do that in North Carolina the first part of the season. Yeah, if you don't... At least the last couple of years it has been. Yeah. I end up having a deer ruin that way. I guess it was, a year, it was a year before last.
4: Yeah, you just hauled it around, brought it to me, and it blowed up like a whale, and said, yeah. you're going to gut this thing <laughs> for us, I said, uh, it,
3: probably, it might be a little late. Oh, yeah, that was the one that Ke- well, <coughs> Kevin or Jackson 1 killed. Yeah. We still never figured that story out. Hmm. But we'll save that for when Kevin comes to the podcast. We're making him come, too. He I told him about this week. Yeah, he's going to come down in the first week of bear season. Nice. So we're gonna, I told him, like, you're going to be on it whether you like it or not. There's just too many funny stories and yeah. stupid stuff to talk Heck about. Heck, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think
4: you'll get him to talk. Oh, I'm going to. I was going
3: to say, He'll, if
2: he talked as much as he does on the episode, we may not have a whole
3: lot out of him oh, We'll We'll get plenty out of him, I'm sure. Once we get him rolling you won't get him shut up did you
2: watch the this is we're off. Top off uh, first off off topic yep yep this is our first <laughs> they uh run the all-star race for the i racing and kevin placed third and they interviewed him at the end did you happen to see that uh-uh. oh it's my hilarious. god it you was gotta watch hilarious it. he's like uh i didn't really know we were doing this i'm not prepared <laughs> you
3: want to thank your sponsors uh appalachian holler hunters uh bone collector uh yeah i didn't think i was doing this so yeah <laughs> he stuttered through it that just shows was that hilarious
2: our, our racing team never finishes in the top three so we well we
3: always get wrecked out
2: so there's that get wrecked wreck yourself. that's
3: going to be one of our short uh, short videos coming up too we're going to do a little thing on that just to show what it's about and we're going to do a short episode on, or short video on our uh sponsorship with spencer boyd for bristol coming up that's oh, in september nice.
2: Yep. i didn't know we were doing that this year yep he Hank, yeah he
3: said we, he get, we got everything lined up i don't know the primary sponsor on the truck yeah i'm sure he does he just can't say it until yeah they're ready but uh but we're gonna be on the bed top again this year and if everything goes the way it's supposed to we'll get like four or five hot passes to get nice in there. so i'm gonna do a video of that i'm hoping i can get credentials and just photograph everything get all the pictures i want yeah that'd be
2: cool <laughs> don't take me so. here to, it'll rain
3: yeah if, yeah if it goes like it did in the spring we went oh
2: that ain't just the spring <laughs> that's been my entire life i've never watched a bristol race i've been to bristol right. probably 15 times never watched a race there
4: problem is it's always raining in the spring and then a lot of times the fall, you have hurricanes coming in yeah so you're Yep. likely to get it most, most
3: it never reasons. fails no matter how you do it it's going to rain there and just for the listeners we're right at 30 45 minutes from bristol motor speedway so yeah, that's as far our, as that's a, our go-to track. For yeah, that's as close here. to a
2: home track as you can get around here.
3: Yeah, but you couldn't pick a better home track, though. It's your yeah. favorite place in the world. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, one aside of the, from being in the
2: woods, that's my favorite well, place Well, And, and as far as watching a race, that's one of the best places in the world to watch a race. It don't matter. If you look at the entire series, that's one of the best tracks to yeah, watch a race. without
3: at. a doubt. Even the boring races at Bristol are entertaining.
2: Yeah. I've seen them get
3: where, you know, especially since they changed the track and stuff, the, they'll get out and they'll run a Talladega freight train single file, and it's still interesting because somebody's trying to make a move somewhere yeah, at every point in time so you're constantly got something to watch yeah but anyways
2: well what else is going on with holler hunters now that we're let's try to flip it back on trying track to flip it back bit.
3: to where we was yeah um so we got the deer stuff looking forward to because yeah. you know we're, told we're, we're rolling our turkey season our turkey episodes into deer and bear season yeah and that's kind of where we're at there uh, like we said we got a short episode that we've mentioned i think the last three or four podcasts so we've got a ton of those to look forward to yeah and we're uh, working on the food plot stuff right now so working on food f- f- food plot stuff plot yeah stuff, food yeah. plot stuff english and, uh, stuff it is tough ain't it yeah, appalachian <laughs> english is a whole different style of style of english <laughs> anyways don't you blame that on your roots have to <laughs> gotta blame it on something <laughs> but uh trying to think what else we got going on we got this awesome podcast called the Back Forty Skull Sessions
0: podcast. Yeah, you guys yeah, should look you, that
3: up. Yeah, you should look it up and <laughs> listen to it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, that's kind of the just, the gist of it. We're just waiting for season to come. Hurry up and wait right now. Hurry up and wait. Yep. Edit, 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 edit. I've worked computer to death editing.
4: Are you gonna have to fa- Are you gonna have to film for the Coon thing they got going on?
3: Yeah. So I talked to Jason Morgan over here at the Kids Fishing Day whenever we had it, and uh, they're having a, I can't remember what kind of hunt it is. Is it a UKC hunt
4: they're having? I think so. I haven't been to any of the meetings, so I don't know.
3: Yeah, I have no idea. It's, it's for the Carey's Flat Wildlife Club. Um, they have a big coon hunt, I guess, every year, don't they?
4: Yeah, they have uh, what they call the Avery County Championship yearly, I think. And then they have a couple other hunts besides that. But
3: Yeah, I'm actually pulling it up on my phone to read, read the piece of it uh yeah it's a ukc hunt they're doing champion of avery county and uh we're gonna go try to film that and make an episode out of it get them a little publicity and give us something to show you know be involved in the community but we're gonna do that and they're gonna have some raffles have food all that good stuff
2: but uh you know what we're missing what's that opening day of dove season
3: that's what we were forgetting.
2: That's what we're forgetting, and we have not that's mentioned that. That's in September, that. ain't it? Yeah, that's the first Saturday in September. Yeah, that's coming up. That'll be yeah, You're gonna have to come dove hunting with us. Yeah, it's a blast. It's fun. We may not kill a lot, but we shoot a lot. We have a good time. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> I used to grouse hunt with my daddy. Some he blow them away before I ever heard them fly. Oh, so <laughs> I, I didn't. I shoot <laughs> many. I shot a few, but yeah, they. they, they,
2: they he killed four out of them. Oh, awesome. uh, We had a ball last year. That was the first time you'd ever hunted with me.
3: Yep, that was our first time. That together. was, you got kind of thrown you, into the fire. because yeah, you, you me, had me and Big Chris. And Big Chris. Yeah, Pudding was on the backside. I didn't see him none, hardly. And KC and yeah, Jededai. I mean, yeah. we had a good time. Yeah, it was a real good time. It was a
2: blast. I took out a an did AR. Did we ever put a
3: video together for
2: nope. that? Nope. We did not. We, we, we recorded we didn't, it, didn't, but we didn't have enough of it to We work didn't get with. a lot of good footage that day. And, I had just got a new a r platform shotgun, put a red dot on the top of it, and I put a a stopper in in the five round magazine where it only hold two to make it legal to hunt with it I had more fun shooting that gun, but I couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I just put a red <laughs> dot on top of it, and I never zeroed the red dot, so I mean I was just slinging lead left and right, and I couldn't hit nothing with it, but we had a good time yeah right, I'd it's never done barn powder
4: sometimes like shooting skeet. yeah, but, and yeah. you know.
2: Well, I got all the fun of shooting the doves and didn't have to clean as many. Of course, we didn't get to eat any, though. That's the yeah. problem with that. But
3: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I never heard dove hunting
2: until then, so I, right. by the
3: time we got it figured out, it's almost over.
2: <laughs> this year, I'm bringing the big gun back out, and I'm going to show you what it's like to make a dove cry. Are they pretty good eating? Oh, my gosh. They call it the flaming mignonas of the sky. Oh, really? They've got two little medallions on each side of the breast, and, son, you can grill those things, and it literally is like eating flays. Little pieces of filet steak. It takes a bunch to make a meal, but God, it's so good. It'll melt in your mouth.
4: It's awesome. I've ate quail and grouse, but not. Uh,
2: yeah, doves. Dove. dove is is very nice. Very nice. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite wild game meats to eat. It's awesome.
3: A lot of people make like those jalapeno popper things with mm-hmm. them, I've heard. I don't know, but.
2: They're good too. That's, They're very good too. I've seen so. that
3: was like the common, one of the most common things. They well, an
2: opening day of dove season is also opening day of the resident goose season oh really yeah buddy and we've got a resident goose problem around here i don't know if if you guys ever (laughs) come to mountaineer outfitters you'll see what we're talking about 150 (laughs) of them here yeah at at any point there's between 50 and 100 geese standing outside they're standing out here right now yeah you might be able to see them on the youtube video but yeah i don't know if you can or not but they all they do is eat and poop and they make make a mess. mess out of the place
4: so yeah make them into a meal
2: Oh, son, you can grill them up. We cooked some a uh, few years back, cut the breast out of them because there's not a lot but breast on them. Um, it's really dark meat, Yeah. but we cut it into long strips and took a jalapeno pepper and filled it with cream cheese, hollowed it out and like cut it in half and used half of it and filled it with cream cheese and then wrapped that around there and then wrapped that in bacon, put toothpicks through it and put it on the grill. Oh, man, it was good. It was mm. very good.
4: Have to try it, son. I'm telling you. I've done chicken that way, chicken grillers, Mm -hmm. and they're they're real good.
2: Yeah, the only thing with geese you've got to watch out with. You can tell the difference between the males and the females just by the neck size. The the gander will have a big, real thick neck on them, and if you get an old male, that freaking breast is tough. You might as well just throw it in the trash. I mean, you make gravy out of it. You can't cut the gravy; it's too tough. But the females and the younger males, they're really good to eat. So, hmm but that'd be interesting because like i say you've plenty here there's plenty here and i don't like to shoot nothing if i ain't gonna use it so
4: right if you ain't gonna use it ain't no use to kill it that's
2: it but all right guys well Well, i I think think that's gonna carry us into our first break ain't it yeah we kind of wrapped
3: up what we were doing just waiting waiting to go hunt a lot of editing a lot of episodes coming out the ukc hunt coming up dove season coming up being on a race track in september which we'll we'll do more we'll talk a lot more about that when it gets closer time to it it's like september 19th for that
0: yeah the
2: race at bristol to get that week weekend rather so all right and we'll get into the bear stuff in a minute but uh we're gonna go to break and we'll be back shortly with the back 40 skull sessions podcast this segment of the back 40 skull sessions podcast is brought to you by bone collector game calls the official game calls of the appalachian holler hunters whether it's locator calls turkey calls or deer calls you can find all your calls at BoneCollector.com, proudly made in USA. Hey, boy, you got your bow set up for this year? Eh, uh, not really, not yet. What broadhead are you plan on using? I, I haven't figured it out yet. You really need to go check out NAP broadheads. They've got a line of new broadheads out, including the new DK-4, and then my personal favorite is the Spitfire Double Cross.
3: Oh, really? Ain't the DK-4 like the mix between a mechanical and a fixed broadhead? It
2: sure is, and it's like throwing a hatchet through the side of a deer you're going to have blood trails that look like you've sprayed them with a water hose.
3: That's what I'm talking about. If that's the case, I think I'm going to go with one of those.
2: Go check them out.
3: This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure to check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.
2: And welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And guys, we are coming up on our favorite time of year, the the leaves are soon to be changing it's going to start cooling down a little bit i think we've got one more hot spell this week and then hopefully we're going to get into cooler temperatures which means bear season's coming it is coming and Very i know quick. with you guys that's yeah that's what we're looking forward to yeah that's your daytona right there yeah, so love it
3: don't get me wrong i love deer hunt i love it all yeah but i like going listening to dogs and stuff and them boys well they just something
2: blast. different about hearing them dogs run through it's the woods i mean entirely
4: different it's an adrenaline rush i mean i've got nothing against people that wants to steal hunt a bear but yeah it's just a different different adrenaline rush when you get the hounds on them oh yeah it 100 yep.
2: percent is they i mean anybody yep. that's ever done it knows that but yeah i kind of wanted
3: to get into that in a second while you mentioned it's going to be kind of the the first step of this this session uh I'd heard in some other podcasts and some other conversations, people talking the, your big differences between still hunting and dog hunting. Uh, so in North Carolina, it's legal to bait bear yeah. with with unprocessed foods, unprocessed
2: foods, yeah. natural bait, yeah, natural bait,
3: all all year, right? Yeah, all year long, which
2: leaves it open for your corn, peanuts, apples, anything else that
4: they. You can feed peaches, pears, you know, any kind of fruit. I got uh, you. any kind of nut or grain that's. Uh, that's you know natural grown yeah right yeah but mainly around here they
2: probably use peanuts and
4: peanuts and corn apples is the main is the main ones main I ones got you. around here
3: Gotcha. so that being said i've heard some different things and people making big talk out of nothing really but people talking like oh well if you hunt with dogs you're cheating or oh if you still if you're still no. hunting you're cheating i wanted to get in with you specifically because you know have you ever still hunted a bear no
4: no but you know, I've helped some people still hunt some bear. I've got nothing against right. steel hunting. Most yeah. people act like dog hunters and still hunters are enemies, but right. that's not true. I I'm 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 a friend of anybody that hunts whether they still hunt or dog hunt. Right. Yep. Steel hunting is easier to kill a bear in my opinion. I would, but I would agree with that. The baiting process makes it better for the bear because you can pick and choose. Yeah. If you've got a bait pile with game camera, you know if you've got a big bear small bear and you can be prepared to hunt a different place or whatever, you know, to, to, to pick a good bear right. that you want to kill. Like
3: in a case where if you've got a mama bear and smaller
4: avoid, ones, avoid, you can avoid those. Yeah, right. same way with dog hunting. You don't want to turn your dogs over on a bait where you've got a sow with two cubs or something. Yeah. Instead, you got a, you know, a 400-pound male bear on another bait. You can use that bait with your game cameras to tell, you know, where you turn your dogs loose. Uh, You know, most people think that it's cheating, but the average if you average all the bear hunters that hunt with dogs together you might kill one out of every 10 bear you turn on it's, i gotcha it's not like you're killing every bear that you turn the dogs on like people think
3: right it's a lot more of a crap shoot when you get out there and actually do it there's so many there's so many more things i think that goes into play when you're dog hunting than it does still hunting yeah because you would know something more better than i would by far but bear are pretty i'm not gonna say stupid but in a sense they'll come in the bait like a turkey would almost i would think
4: yeah most bear uh, the males especially the females they'll kindly smell and stand up on their hind feet and smell and stuff but the the males are just pretty well they don't care they'll just in.
3: walk right in and just start eating they don't care what's around
2: really all right i don't mean to stop this but you say your windows are open yeah but they're
3: not, i've got that window guard and there's nothing important in there so i'll be fine they coming down. Like right all now. the way
2: up? No. Okay. Okay. No. All right.
0: Sorry. No,
3: because I had a, I looked up. I said, you know, I'm gonna roll my windows down before I walk back in there with the, with the podcast stuff, and uh, it's gonna rain. I guarantee it's gonna rain because I roll my windows down. It's like, you know, what? I'm just gonna crack them open and just get the heat out of it. Okay, I, I, I thought you meant there. they were all
2: the way down. I had a no. squirrel moment. I was like, no. Right,
3: no, I appreciate right. that though.
2: Sorry about that. All right. Back to the it, conversation. people <laughs> wondered what
3: we're talking about, it just come a flood behind us. Yeah, so. it
2: just started raining fairly hard. And, we had had the conversation, but anyway, Anyways, back to the bear hunting. Uh, where was we at?
3: Oh, about talking about how a big bear will just walk in. They don't really yeah, care what's around yeah.
4: them. A lot of times, um, uh, a male bear will just blunder in, and they don't they don't check the bait or nothing. They just blunder right. in, and it makes it easier to kill a bear. Easy, still hunting a bear, in my opinion, is easier than still hunting a deer. Oh, I would one hundred percent agree with that. they're not going to smell and check and all that stuff
3: right deer you got to worry about and it's legal up here
4: for the first season early season to take a bear over bait but you're not allowed to take them while they're eating it has to be either coming to or from the bait i got you i got you and
2: we we had talked about that earlier but we were kind of fuzzy on the the exact rules there
4: yeah it's supposed to be coming to or from not while they're now
2: is it the full first season or is it just the first week of the first season
4: full first season okay Okay. And now the second season, there's none. It used to be the first week of the first season and the second season, but they changed it to where it's the
2: first full season. I got
4: full you. First and that's season.
3: another thing for our listeners that don't know about it. For for guys away from here, North Carolina is a is a two season state for bear. You've got your first season, which is like up
4: this right year. It's it o- October eighteenth. It always opens the nearest fifteenth, uh, nearest right. Monday to the fifteenth.
2: Yep. Now uh, I saw an email the other day. they're they have proposed regulations where they're going to change everything the whole season they're going to rezone
4: it that's what they're going to do they're going to rezone is that what they're working on yeah rezoning everybody
2: which it seems like our seasons change every two or three years anyway so
3: yeah to some extent it feels. i mean they
2: can't just leave it the the same way all the time they gotta switch it up and change
4: it up well see they got a problem with all these animal activists paying lobbyists and stuff to change laws and all this stuff so Mm
2: you can get a start
3: on that real quick <laughs> we, <laughs> well, i'm just saying, we hadn't, had, like we hadn't had your opinion on that whole deal neither with the with the whole Well reason the paper deal
2: yeah with the, whole, the the three-legged bears yeah
4: i mean honestly wildlife really pretty well summed it up when they said most of them are getting hit by cars i mean that's yeah. what I think i mean oh i agree right? with you uh, i I'm a dog hunter why on earth? would I trap a bear in a foot trap or a cable trap or whatever to try to put my dogs on it? Yeah. I mean, how would I get it out? First of all, well, yeah, who's going to to <laughs> them thing <Right>. out. <laughs> and another thing, a wounded bear is just going to eat your dogs up or kill them. You know, why, yeah. why would you do that? Exactly. Uh, what I could get, they were making out like people were just using dog hunting as a front to trap and kill buyer just to sell their parts. And I don't know anybody that sells uh, buyer parts. I mean, that happened years ago. I mean, that's the people that got caught for it years ago. But as far as around here, I don't know of anybody that's going to try to sell buyer parts. What do they say they're
3: selling them for? Like gallbladder and stuff like that?
4: Gallbladder, teeth, and claws. Just... Who would you even sell something like that to? I mean, I don't know of anybody.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in good contact with the Chinese black market. I, mean,
0: <laughs> I think. I think I had their phone number on
2: my old phone, but when everything transferred over, I
4: lost all that. But yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I was curious to have your small, your take on I that. Mean, for for
3: say, because I mean, that's one thing we haven't. Got all to it do is with is this.
4: attack on dog hunting. It's happening in Maine. It already happened in California and Colorado. That was the first person. All it is
0: is
2: just another tool to push their agenda. Yeah. And their yep.
4: agenda is to get rid of all hunting.
2: Yep. In some form or fashion, it's to get yeah. rid of hunting. Right. And what they do is they attack it in steps. Steps. And they start out yep. with the most controversial and love it or hate it. A lot of times dog hunting can be controversial because people right. have problems with it. Yep. with guys that don't do it the correct way
4: yeah and see people don't understand the dogs it's not like you're forcing them to do this
0: uh-uh. they love no, it
4: they love it if i start loading up my dogs if i load one they all go berserk because they all want to go chase the bear that's they know that's what they're going to do and they want to do it they yeah. go crazy love they it. love it you can't, yeah they can't get out of the truck soon enough for them to get after a bear
2: well and right the, the people that are fighting this stuff are people that's never experienced it they've never yep. seen it in action they don't know anything about it all they yeah. know is the freaking Bambi story of it, these poor little defenseless animals are being pulled yeah. pulled away from their family structure and now dad can't go to work and yeah. make a living for the rest of them, it's, it's ignorance. Right. All the it is is peop- ignorance. Right. They don't
4: understand. The same people that see no problem with dragging a baby out of its mother's womb piece by piece. Yep. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yep, 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, straight yeah. up. But let's just,
4: you know.
3: But right, but it's, right.
2: I agree with you, 100%. But yeah, it's like you say, it's just a tool. It's it just is. a tool to push There's their agenda. Like
4: I believe, I, I may be wrong, but I think there's only like 13 states now in the U.S. that dog hunting bears legal.
3: Yeah, there's not many. That's crazy. That goes back to listen to another podcast. That's what they were talking about. Bear and hunting wants, is the next thing to that, go out. Well, They're see, a next, lot of
2: states have banned bear hunting, period. Yep. But, uh, yeah, and then once they do that, then they start bitching and grappling about how they can't leave trash out for the trash guy because the yeah. bear's in them and they can't go yep. outside without a bear coming up on their porch well, and stuff. I mean... You're going to have to pick your poison. You either learn how to live with these things, you let us manage them. It's that's like, one or the other. It's like you take Bro. Beach
4: Mountain, Sugar Mountain, Liver Ridge, all these places around here, communities, uh, that all these tourists have moved into, don't allow hunting, and now the deer and the bear are taking over oh, and yeah. destroying yep. everything. They can't grow any shrubs or any
2: flowers or anything like well, that. Well, not only. Son, we made a dang good living selling hostas on Linville Ridge there for a couple of years because the deer would come in as soon as you planted, them, they'd come in and mow them off. Yeah. Right. I, I thought about planting that for one of my food plots. If you had a food plot full of hostas, you'd have every deer in the <laughs> country have them all. And, huh? son, deer love hostas. Gosh, yeah. Yep. But, yeah.
3: But what you was talking about with that, it also leads into the whole, uh, the whole problem with you've got too many. Now they're getting sick. They'll start dying off because of disease because you have too many. You can't manage them. If you can't hunt them, obviously. Yep. Well, that's
2: the only way to control a population is to let hunters manage it properly. Because right. like you say, if you don't, Mother Nature will take care of it. Either you let us take care of it or nature will take care of it. These, every habitat has a carrying capacity. It has a certain amount of animals that it can support. Yep. And once you get over carrying capacity, if they're not taken out by human pressure, they're going to be taken out by nature, like you said, through disease and See, stuff. that's
4: why they've, they've opened up this Tennessee buyer sanctuary hunt because everybody in the buyer sanctuary in tennessee are having so many problems with buyer just destroying everything they've got and causing so many problems so they having a three-day private land only hunt it's been happening for the past three years yeah and uh there hadn't been many buyer taken because it's private land only yeah it makes it hard it makes it hard just to kill a buyer just on private land when there's so much uh game lands and public land around there you know it just makes it so hard what i got up? you
2: well and north carolina has hunts on their bear sanctuaries yeah, but,
4: but see north carolina you can hunt private land in bear sanctuary where versus yeah. tennessee normally you can't hunt uh private land in tennessee on the bear sanctuaries it's, so they
2: have areas deemed bear sanctuaries where yeah. they are telling a private landowner you cannot bear hunt on your own land yes that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's their laws. That everything, is ridiculous.
4: Everything from the state line all the way to Hampton, where you turn out by the lake, is a bear sanctuary. Everything on the right is a bear sanctuary. You can't even coon hunt your own property.
2: Yeah, that's bullshit. On that's, that, on that, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's bull crap. That's way. That's government overstepping their bounds. Way. Yeah. They, I mean, they have no right to tell you what you can and what can you can't on your right, own property. But they do.
4: They do. I mean, that's why. It's, it, that's why they're having this. A private land hunt, but so they're opening the private land. The private land's been closed until now for That's you, ridiculous. That's insane. What was their
2: reasoning behind it? Just lack of animals or
4: All all Tennessee bear Sanctuaries are the are the not only the game lands but also the, the private holdings that's in the area that they deem a bear sanctuary.
2: But I mean they did they make it into bear sanctuary because the numbers were down so much or
4: just I don't know the reason behind it.
2: Damn, that's crazy.
4: But they've got several all the way down the the state line. They 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 all about all the t- sanctuaries join the state line, of North Carolina that's insane. somewhere down through there.
2: That's insane. Wow. Well,
3: so, anyways,
2: now that we've that got was, way off track, yeah, it's no, fine. Little,
3: it, it's good information. I mean, all yeah, it is it's good conversation. But uh, I guess what we just going to get into from there
2: is pre prep
3: yeah like it's it's like i say it's we're getting close now it's you're easing out of july and into august a lot of guys a lot of guys are training now or are, are you doing some training now or
4: yeah on some on some uh private land you know you really can't train over here until the 15th of august on public land yeah right. uh but i've been training on some private land just the biggest thing about barson is you have to have your dogs in shape yeah, right. if they're not in shape, you're just gonna. If you're hunting with somebody else, your dogs are gonna be behind or fall out, and if you're even if you're hunting with, just by yourself, you're gonna have dogs that just not gonna be able to stand the race because it takes sometimes eight hours to catch a bear. You know, yeah, dogs chasing it for eight yeah. hours, uh. But that's the biggest thing: trying to get dogs in shape and also feeding and kind of you know monitoring the bear right now, see what we got. Where we're gonna have some big bears no get after or whatever yeah uh i'm just feeding peanuts and corn right now i got you yeah i'll get yeah. some apples a little later but uh now when you say getting your
2: dogs in shape do you have any specific tactics that you use or do you just let them run
4: i turn them loose and let them run mostly sometimes uh i'll put them like i've got a thing it goes on a four-wheeler i can put them on and mm-hmm. and, and and take them on pavement and stuff kind of gets their feet in shape too yeah because a lot of them have tender pads on their feet and you have to get them on something rough you know kind of yeah yeah Get those in shape too but uh basically just running them i got in shape yeah I, the
2: reason i ask that's um where my grandma used to live there are several bear hunters live on that road and we'd see them all the time like you said right around this time of year with the four-wheelers out and they had their big big spreads and had three or four dogs hooked up on them going up and down the highway with them
4: if you don't have any place to turn loose on private land then you really can't run them so you have to do find other ways to get them in shape i got because that's the number one thing about about dog hunting is your dogs have to be in shape because you can take your fastest dog and leave it leave it you know, put up all, all off season and, and take your slow dog and run it. And your slow dog is going to make your fast dog look slow.
2: Well, and it's, it, I mean, it's just the same way with humans. You wouldn't want to go try to run a marathon when you ain't got on a treadmill in six months. I mean, it's yeah. just, you don't, it's probably better for the dogs too. You don't have to worry yeah. about them having a heart attack or something like that yeah. out there running too. Not so. just your
4: dogs. you say got to get yourself in shape. I have to walk through the woods, go to the dogs when a trail bar and stuff. It gets me in shape too because riding around the truck and stuff, you get out of shape. So. Yeah, Maybe you should so. be taking us with you.
3: Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch our episodes. I'm hoping that ain't the case this year, but
4: you need to be in shape for bear hunting if, or if you're going to hunt with hounds because there's usually a lot of walking yeah. involved. Oh, yeah. And crawling and climbing and especially around here
3: it ain't just get out and walk on flat ground you're going either straight up or straight
4: down or crawling through laurel well yeah exactly you're not walking
2: through open woods either you're in a thicket every time
4: the only place i've really got to hunt open woods is down there with mitch and them guys they've got a killer place a lot of open woods yeah Yeah, i mean they've got some that's a little rough but nothing like compared to where we hunt out there where it's (laughs) it's crawl through laurel. (laughs) all right i mean but uh, which you'll
3: get to experience that this year i'm sure at least once
2: yeah, I plan on going with you guys. Some I, I, I'm excited. If to nothing bring else, I'm just carrying a camera. I probably won't even bring a weapon. But I, I love. I miss that. Like I oh, told you, awesome. my mom's stepdad used to bear hunt a lot, and you, I used to love going with him and listening to dogs and stuff. And I've been in some sticky situations in front of those dogs, and it's exciting.
3: Gosh, yeah. You don't have a rush. You right? guys
4: should come and film the the Tennessee sanctuary hunt because you don't have to have a license to film in Tennessee. You can just, you know, be a yep.
2: Well, and that's the first one and that's yep. the early very first one that was, was
3: our first i think it was our first bear episode last year yeah
2: i remember that was awesome you, that was where you, you guys got were three days. with was like god how many people were y'all hunting with
3: god's sake! there was everybody yeah there brother come day, They coming everywhere
4: the first the first season the first season they had that hunt there was only me and nick simley everybody was afraid to do it because they were afraid the game wardens were going to harass you you know yeah and they checked us, but we didn't have any problem. We was doing what was legal and all that, and so we didn't have no problem with them. <laughs> and then the next year, there was a few more people. And then last year, it just blowed up. They were, yeah, there yeah. were people. Well,
3: that clip we've used 100 times now, everybody coming up that dirt road with all their dogs getting ready to turn loose. There was, what, yeah. 20 or 30 of them? Yeah. <laughs> now,
2: did the game warden <laughs> check you? Mm-mm. No. Well, see, I had called. Christian
3: called. And, and yeah, I had called tennessee wildlife yeah because you know a lot of states you're considered participating yeah if if, if you're you know involved and i asked him because try to save a little bit of money here and she said well no he said if you're long as you're not carrying a weapon or, or you know
4: handling dogs or something like handling
3: that. dogs you're just there you're you're not we need you're not to get us
4: some
2: orange vests that say camera crew on them yeah that way it's clear what we're doing out
3: there yeah but, yeah, they said that. I'm sure we'll get checked at some point. But, yeah, um, that's what I was
2: told. I straight gotcha.
3: from a wildlife.
2: Heck yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to go out there and do
4: that. It, it, I mean, it's
3: a good time because you have, what, three days to hunt that?
4: You got three days is all you got. It's like a Saturday, Sunday, Monday deal. Yeah. And, uh,
3: well, all three days we got on bear. Yeah. We, got on, I was only there for the first day and filmed the first day only, because I had to go back to work. We, we yeah.
4: treated and released some, you know, uh, that weren't big enough for like yeah. 70 pound or something well maybe 80 or something but we didn't want to change because the, the the weight limit's 75 pounds so you want to be exact it has to be 75 pounds after they're gutted and all that you know if gotcha. you drag if you drag them out, if you gut them before you drag them out yeah yeah and the places we were treading them was rough so we would right. have to to get them out but
3: yeah a lot of those places you have no choice but to you know cut them up get them you know pack them out yeah Cause you ain't gonna track that big of a bear out of them places
4: we actually got on a monster and uh one of the guys shot at it and it, and it ended up getting away dang and it was just a big bear that stayed on the ground yeah okay. yeah
3: but so trying to get back on track here talking about oh getting dogs in shape and in and, and training season uh i know you'd mentioned you know you've got you can you can train on private land all year long obviously but it limits you a lot yeah it might be an obvious answer but what are the perks to being able to hunt or being able to train during training season whenever it opens august 15th in north carolina just give you more room to hunt yeah
0: well
4: see the perks are you can turn loose on private land and then when your dogs get on public land you can go you know yeah you can turn loose a place where it joins public land so that got you so that you can uh you know, your dogs can chase on it because you're not allowed to leave them unleashed or or anything, you know. Right, because you can
3: feed on private land, but you can't feed on public land. So if you're close enough to it, it gives you that much more room to work your dogs
2: and run more. Yeah. Now, and like, when you're running these dogs, are you still doing the same thing you're doing in bear season, trying to follow them on your GPS and get in front of them, get where you can see the bear cross or...
4: Yeah, exactly. Either get where you can see it cross, and if they've ran it long enough do you think, you know... Or it's going to a place where you don't want to go. Yeah. Try to catch them off if you can get in front and let the bear right. cross and you catch the dogs. So, you're not only training them, you're training yourself. Like
2: yeah. You say, well, you're not only that. Also,
4: out. the advantages to it is you learn where the bear is going to cross. Yeah. So, when the season opens, you know.
2: Now, do you ever, I'll, do you
4: train the same places you're going to hunt most of the time or? Yes, I do. I mean, a lot of people say that you won't have as many buyer during in bear season, but I found that not to be true because, you uh, i've tried it both ways yeah and it, the bear you have has to do with the with the acorn crop and and so on yeah it's not
2: does it ever feel like you're teaching the bear how to get away it
4: does get the bear in shape yeah it gets the bear in shape just like <laughs> it does the dogs all
3: right so it works both ways yeah so not only is it just a a, a training session it's a practice session to get it get everything up and running for yeah. a good long race it's a practice, come bear season
4: yes it's a practice session and if you run the same bear uh, you know, every week, time buyer season comes around. He's going to be just like the dogs. He's going to be he's going to be in great shape. Yeah, and yep. Most likely, you ain't going to be able to catch that bear. But <laughs> if you happen to get on a different one that you've not been running, right. you know, the dog be in good enough shape well, to like, catch up to it.
3: Well, like you say, if you run that same one, won't you be able to pattern that a little bit to kind of have an you, idea of what they're going to patter
4: do? Pattern if you can get somebody in front, and just have them sitting waiting. Yeah, but the only problem with that is a lot of times buyer change their pattern from summer to fall. Gotcha. Uh, places they go in the summer they won't go in the fall just like deer do you know yeah
3: yeah i got you so there's plenty plenty of ups and downs you still got to work around it ain't just free free give to you i know that for sure
2: yeah well there ain't nothing comes easy when
4: you come to running bear with dogs yeah any they don't there ain't nothing easy with it i mean watching it on film especially you know the guys (laughs) like from the untamed and stuff it looks easy but it's really not yeah no you earn it if you get a bear you earn it yeah for sure
3: I'm sure of it. Uh, So now, I guess that'll probably lead us into our next break, I think.
2: Yeah, I think that'll bring us up to our next break, and then we'll get into some more as soon as we get back. All right, guys, thank you for listening to Back 40 Skull Sessions Podcast. We'll be right back. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer
3: Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through
2: Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Ah, But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? Get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool.
3: You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property.
2: Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. Here in the Appalachian Mountains, we are subject to some of the most drastic climate changes anywhere in the country. Whether it's hotter than blue blazes in the summertime, or colder than a froze-toed rooster in the wintertime, Carhartt has you covered from head to toe. Visit Carhartt.com and see why they are the official apparel company of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. I've got a pro. What is it? I've got this trail camera put up, supposed
3: to be cellular, and I cannot send pictures to me whatsoever. Was it a tactical cam? No, it's some other one I picked up, I think, at Walmart. Well,
2: there's your problem right there, man. Tacticam has the best trail cameras on the market as far as the cell cams go. Really? Yeah, they pick up in places that no other camera will. They send pictures to your phone, and you can set it to send once a day, twice a day, or every time it takes a picture. So you mean to tell me it's still going to get out and send pictures in these rough, awful parts of this country in Appalachian Mountains? Man, it sends me pictures in places my cell phone won't even get out. Really? Yeah, so you need to pick one of those things up because you don't know what you're missing.
3: I think I'll do that this season.
2: Go get you a camera, legs And we are back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So we've been talking bear season and we wanted to get into dog care a little bit because a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get these hounds, to keep these hounds, to maintain these hounds and train them and get them in the shape to be able to run a bear I mean, it looks like you just walk up and drop a tailgate and turn them loose and the bear just instinctually run, or the dog just instinctually runs after a bear, but that ain't how it happens. No, it doesn't no.
4: happen like that. You start out, if you train your own dogs like I do, you start out with a pup Yep. that you raised or buy or whatever, you know, but if you raise your pups, you start out when they're six weeks old, you have to give them a shot, which costs is about 11 to $12 a piece. Yeah. And you have to give them three you know, you have to yeah. give them one when they're six, and then... What kind of shot is that? It's like a six-way, seven-way shot. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay. And then you give them a ten-way shot, and so on. You have to give them at least three, or they'll get parvo and die. Yeah. Right. And, uh, or or coccidiosis or something, you know. Uh, that's your first step. Yeah. And then you raise them up to... They're six months old, feed them every day, water, make sure they got good shelter, and, uh, you know, straw or whatever you use in their dog houses.
2: Well, and that up here, that's very important because we yeah. have some pretty rough winters.
4: You have to keep your dogs shrouded in and or, or uh, you know shavings or something just to keep them warm because uh, we have some blow zero winters up here. Right. Yeah. And uh,
2: well, and a lot of these hounds that you use, they're not the most thick coat. No, there's, dogs there's, in the most world. of them
4: are short haired dogs, unless you use plots or some blue ticks or heavy haired. But most English and Walkers are short haired. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of people don't understand you just can't bring twenty hounds in your house and, <laughs> No. And keep no. them, you know. No, heck no. Uh but it runs into a lot of expense just for dog food. I mean, you know, I feed three bag three bags of dog food a week. Good gracious. That's just that's just, you know, an average time when I'm not running and then when I am running it usually goes up. Yeah. Uh, so
3: not to interrupt you, but just to answer a quick question: On average, how many dogs does a bear hunter have? On average, how many, it like
4: depends it on the dog, on the on the person, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, me myself, I usually just try to keep about six or seven. I got you. But a lot of a lot of guys will have thirty. Uh, right.
2: Yeah, and they're kind of running those dogs where they can run several dogs one day and then the next day run a different yeah. group where they switch, not
4: yeah switch
2: run them in waves kind of like first string second string you're like string. some of
4: these guys whenever season opens they hunt every day oh yeah so they can you know take six or eight today and switch and take a different six or eight tomorrow well and that
2: way everybody's fresh and you don't run your dogs to yeah because you well, run
4: about three days in a row they get sore yeah and they get tired and they get run down and you need to switch them out uh and you got to think about also what it takes to to start a dog you know a pup yeah you don't just turn them loose and they do their own thing you know you have to repeatedly take them with other dogs that's trained
2: now how do you how do you speak of that how do you start a dog i mean what is the process to get this little pup interested in running that smell running that scent
4: you can do drags with like hides and
0: stuff Mm -hmm. Uh,
4: usually i start my pups on coon okay a lot of people don't like to do that because they don't want them train coon. But I found out if they're going to run something, they're going to do it anyway. Most of the time, you know, once you get them started. Uh, but I'll take them coon hunting and get them started running a track or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, you know, just scent trail. And uh once they start doing that pretty good, then I'll switch them off when they get a certain age. Because if you wait, if you do it too young, if you take a dog at six months old and you put it on a bar, and it and it runs that bear and catches up to it, and the bear slaps it or something. Most of the time, it won't ever run a bear again. I got you. It gets right. shell-shocked. Yeah, because it's young, you know, and it's just like it's, it's – it's It scares it. Fear in it for life. Yeah, yeah. There's some of them that, that, that you could do it with, but I wouldn't recommend trying it with a six-month-old pup.
2: You take a chance on ruining a good dog. Right. Or what well, had the potential to right, be a good dog. Right,
4: right. That's why I started them on Coon. And run run them on coon, and sometimes I'll even run them on deer. I to just turn them loose and let them run whatever they want to run. You know, if yeah. they want to run deer, coyote, or whatever they run across, it gets them in shape, and learns them to run a you know a track real good. I got you. Uh, but uh, once they get around a year old or something, then I'll switch them on Barry.
2: Now, how do you switch them over? Like once they've been running some of these other animals, to make it where I mean, you can't never be a hundred percent sure, but make it where you're more confident that. They're going to run a bear track, and when I ain't running up on this, it ain't running a deer. It ain't running a coon. What do you do?
4: Most of your dogs, hounds, uh, if they like to run, if they like to run, you know, a track really good, when you take them off of a coon, and you, you know, go to a bait, bait where you've had a bear, and you know for a fact you turn them on a bear track. Yeah. You turn them loose with other dogs that will run a bear. Most of the time, they'll go right with them. I got you. Uh, uh and they can usually if they've run. Coon, some of your best trail dogs that you use to jump by a cold trail with have mm-hmm. been coon dogs because, you know, a coon's smaller, it leaves less scent and stuff. So yeah. they learn to trail a coon up and find it. They, they, it's a lot easier for them to trail a bear up and find I got it. you. I got you. Uh, but it makes it, once they take to trailing, most of the time, if they like a bear, if you turn them on a bear, they're not going to get off on a deer or something else.
2: Yeah, they're focused on that bear. Yeah. And it sounds like having some older experienced dogs with them is yeah, that's key It's key to doing it.
4: And uh, like I said, if they, if they really like a bear, uh bear keeps them more interested in deer and stuff because they usually don't catch up to a deer or ever see them. Yeah. And uh, a bear, they'll catch up to them and then they'll break and run. and. I got and, you. And uh, sometimes climb up on the side of the tree and then they'll jump back down and go so it keeps dogs more interested gives
2: the dog opportunity to actually see whatever they're chasing yeah. and get give them
4: yeah and they'll put kinda up kind of fight them so to speak yeah, yeah puff and fight and beat the ground you know yeah keeps them interested
1: i got you yeah
3: so sorry i'm getting my thoughts thoughts back straight here i, I was i was in deep thought about about all that um this is kind of an off topic. Kind of going back to the training thing. Kind of taking a step backwards. I know we had mentioned some of the older things or stuff that people used to do for bear hunting and stuff. I know you said something about dogs running at night, which that's not legal now, correct?
4: I don't think so. I think they changed it on that. So you, unless training season's open, I don't think that you're allowed to run them of night. Right. Unless you're coon hunting now. Coon hunting, you know, it's training right. season year round for that too. And that's
3: what I was thinking about. Was with coon hunting. The dogs don't get near as hot
4: i'm assuming it's a lot cooler at it's a lot easier to train them this time of the year
3: right because it's a lot cooler a lot easier to work with where i was going with that was you i didn't follow it up very well i was looking at things of if there was something that they could legalize or, or where you could do better what would it be that that's maybe not allowed now or whatever that case. Talking about be. as far as like training dogs? Yeah, as far as just training dogs goes. Like is there anything that could be done that you wish could be done or anything of that nature?
4: I mean, I wish they'd leave it open year-round for training on public land too, but right. that, that ain't that's out. I feel like you'd have
2: right. less opposition to running dogs on public land than you would private land because like if you could run your dogs down in National Forest or somewhere like that, you'd have a lot less
4: you wouldn't be bothering anybody else
2: yeah like we were talking off going into deer season um there were some people training dogs a couple weeks ago and run through one of my deer spots where i've got a decent deer on camera and even though i don't really care it's like in your mind you're like god i hope they ain't running one of my deer yeah and it feels like if you were running on public land, you would take less of a chance of guys training on private land and making the local deer hunters man because like you said uh you've had trouble with people bow hunting and actually shooting
4: dogs yeah i've had a couple dogs got shot by bow and stuff before before bear season come in yeah well you know bar both season opens in september yeah second saturday in september up here so if you're training if you're training dogs in september then you've got active hunters in the woods you've right.
2: got you always taking a chance of running up on one right. right if they
4: happen to run a deer across somebody's stand and they don't like it or they think they've run a deer off just come through there sometimes they'll shoot them
2: i hear you yeah so i don't people like, have the wrong attitude about i don't like to
4: i don't like to run deer and you know open bow season but just because you. i've had that happen a couple right. times.
2: That's I, where i personally sorry i good. love bow hunting deer and bear season like deer hunting bow hunting deer and bear yeah. season because I've had more than one time deer that probably wouldn't even come through that area come bouncing through and present me with a shot opportunity, whether or not I took it or not. Then 10 minutes later, you see a pack of dogs coming around the hill and they, they wasn't chasing that deer, but they, but they jumped him up out of a thicket or out of a bed yeah. or something. And he come through where normally I wouldn't even saw that deer. Right. That's one of my favorite times to go bow hunting is when dogs are running around. Cause it kind of stirs the
4: pot. It stirs them up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a guy kill one on old beach mountain one year. It was a really nice eight pointer. I turned the dogs on a bar and they was running it through there and jumped up at buck and he shot it. And, uh, one of the dogs actually fell off to the shot and went to that deer where he'd shot. And he said, your dog was running that deer or said there was five or six of them. And some of them went on and I said, well, they wasn't after the deer, but when, when you shot, he pulled to that gunshot. Yeah. He, and, uh, uh he said thank you he said i really appreciate it he said it's the best deer i've ever killed you know and i like awesome. that so he said i wouldn't harm a hair on this dog heck no but, i mean
2: you'd be dumb to shoot the dog I mean, Right. first of all that's just wrong
4: but some people will but yeah, yeah there
2: are people that will do stuff that's like that. kind
3: of where i was trying to lead into because where we talked about it off air was talking about you know both or having somebody shoot your dog during bow season because you're training You know, legalize what was if they would ever legalize being able to train at night. I feel like it'd it'd be a lot better for bear hunters and stuff because you wouldn't have that issue. You wouldn't have to worry about the deer hunters. Like I say, the the benefit the benefits there for the dog itself as far as as far as temps go and everything else.
4: Yeah, that would help if it was legal to do it. You know, year round at night, but uh, the only issue I see with that is if you're
2: running dogs at night, you'd about have to make it public land only. Cause you take a chance on a lot of homeowners and stuff complaining if you're yeah got a pack of dogs running through yeah. at 11, 12 o'clock right. at night Three in their
4: backyard or something yeah
2: or yeah and then at that point you either I mean if they tree in their backyard you about got to go, go in there them. and go get them out of there or else they're gonna get hurt and right. so that would be a situation and I was just thinking about this this is something we don't really talk about all the time but we need to on this podcast Only two, is,
4: two uh, just on the nighttime thing I was. It's harder to catch your dogs off of a bear at night than it is a, a daytime. Really? Yes. It's just because you can't see the dogs? No, or? because if you get get on one, it bait up. When it sees your light, it's gone. Uh. If it's up a tree, if it sees your light, it's come down The lot. just freaks the bear out. I got you. Yeah, I was about
3: you. to say, I'm sure unions have had opportunities where unions have run late in the evenings, and it's become nighttime before you can catch the dogs, I'm sure.
4: Well, you know, in Tennessee, it's day or night. You know, when once the training season opens, you can train day or night. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So...
2: Yeah, I like that. That's something that I feel like we should talk more about is we have a platform here where we can get our have our voices heard. Right. Anything that you can think of, like suggestions of what the wildlife right. can do better. I mean, we're not here to bash the wildlife. They do a great no, job managing Right. That's what they're here that's for. That's what their job is, but.
3: This is, what, this is an option we've got. And that's where yeah. I was trying to go with that. I had like four things I was thinking of at the time. So it's, it probably sounds butchered as, as could be. But I was trying to think of three or four different things that we talked about previously about, you know, rule changes and such. This is, like yeah. we mentioned, this is a platform to get our voice out there and to be heard. Yeah, I'm sure there's things to be out there. One of those things that we talked about also is the possibility of having each person having a second bear tag or at least more than one bear tag every year. Cause, I mean,
0: well,
4: I think it would be a good good idea, if, if you're going to do that, that you allow people to purchase the second bear tag. Right, yeah. You know, after they've used their first one, purchase the second one, especially in areas where they're overpopulated.
2: Now, right. would there be any benefit to, like, I mean, I guess right now we're more concerned with population control. I was thinking would there be any benefit to being, like, after your first bear tag, your second one has to be over a certain threshold or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that,
4: that would be good i mean second one has to be you or know.
2: maybe your second one has to be a male which that's kind of hard to do i mean especially yeah. around here you, there's no way you could do that you couldn't but,
4: tell if it was a male or a female yeah especially if weighs you know, up. estimate you know it to be over 150 pounds or something like that yeah yeah
2: right. put put a little higher threshold right. on that second bear to make sure that you're not killing right. two bear that weigh 80 pounds or something like that you're not killing the seed out well you've also got the fact of guys like you who don't do it for the killing
3: of the bear really you do it for the fact you want to run dogs and stuff yeah you need people there to to harvest a bear yeah a lot of times you know i'd rather have
4: somebody else there to shoot a bear i'm not there to kill a bear but i'm there for the dogs the dogs need a bear sometimes i don't kill every bear that i tree yeah you know something like that because a lot of the bear just aren't big enough uh or I just don't want to kill them, you know. If yeah. I'm by myself, a lot of times I hunt by myself, and if I treat a bear and I kill it, then I'm tagged out and I can't carry a gun no more. And sometimes yeah. I might need that gun because I get on a mean buyer that's eating my dogs up or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like you, I I view you more of a not like a just a standard follower in these groups. You're one of the higher ups in the groups, if not the group leader. And like you say, if you waste your tag, then You're done. Your season's over. I mean, it makes it harder on you to be able to go out and hunt as often as you want to and take all these other guys. Because, I mean, let's face it, those guys come to hunt with you. Yeah, well, a lot of guys
4: guys are just coming to kill a bear. That's what they're there for. They bring a gun. They're shooters, what we call shooters. Yeah. And a shooter is just somebody that comes to kill a bear. That's what they're there for. Well, and
2: I mean, you need those guys. Yeah, I'm tickled
4: to death when somebody comes and they're a shooter. There's one old guy from Tennessee, I've been trying to get him on a bar kill for a long time, and he's seen several across the road, and he's, he'll have his truck, his gun in the case and stuff, and won't be prepared, but yeah, uh, I've been trying for five or six years now to get him on a bar kill. He's like 74-year-old, yep. and he can't really get through the wood good and stuff like that, but uh, a lot of these young guys, they're, they'll run in there and, you know, kill a bear.
1: Yeah.
2: This is off topic again, but you were talking about shooters. What is your preferred weapon, as far as killing a bear? Like, if you've got some guy coming in that's never bear hunted before and he's wanting to kill a bear, what would you tell him to bring with you, with him to hunt with?
4: I mean, some type of rifle that he's comfortable with. It's you know a pretty heavy gauge, like, like you know a thirty out six or or something like that's pretty common around here. Yeah, me, I just use a thirty thirty because it's small and light. Yeah, and accurate a good brush gun around here yeah plus i like to get really close to them i don't like to you know body shoot a buyer especially if it's a big buyer because even if you're putting a good shot on them they've got so much fat on them that they'll sometimes just get right back up and go now would you yeah. tell them
2: open sights no optics or anything like yeah. that Yeah.
4: unless you've got a buyer up a tree uh you don't need a scope around here because you can't get on them quick enough yeah to uh you know if you across these dirt roads or whatever you know you can't get on it quick yeah. enough with the scope to shoot it and a lot of times if they're up a tree even if they're up a tree they'll start coming down on you yeah most of the bar around here are wild well i mean we had that on
2: several of our episodes last yeah. year those oh. bear and that one you guys shot at it was amazing how fast that thing come yeah. down that yeah. tree it's, and in, took our, off. it's it was, in our it was, intro you yeah shot. i said where clinton
3: shot and his his yeah. his uh sight was actually down yeah. he'd miss yeah
4: he, he, he said it was a sight he, i don't know if it was his side. <laughs> That gun <laughs> but he missed it at the second tree too you know why i say that yeah but it did come down pretty quick but i've seen them come down a lot quicker than that i've seen them just slide down 30 feet to lick before they catch and you hear their claws like
2: jesus
4: Gosh and, almighty and uh, it's amazing how
2: for such a big animal how agile they are i mean yeah. they, the agility they have is incredible
4: and see right. also orange freaks them out sometimes some bear like they see you coming in with your orange on, yeah, or two or three hundreds with their orange on. They get scared to death, and they're down, they're gone. So yeah, so you, you won't be able real careful. you won't be able to be quick. About so just because
2: right. they're up at tree, don't mean they're gonna stay up no, at tree for right. long. Doesn't exactly. mean it.
3: we got into that whole in the in the whole weapon thing. The last podcast we done, yeah, with uh, with Puddin, we were talking about that. Talking about how I told the story about how uh, the one fella from down down the mountain went hunting with us. One of the first times I went hunting with him on public. And we were sitting there waiting on that bear. He walked up that trail, and I could see the bear. And he was sitting there trying to find it, trying to find it, trying to find it.
4: Yeah, he, did, he had a and scope. He, he had a scope yeah, on his gun and couldn't find it. And it was too right much there. Soon. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't find it. He let it get away. And then we <laughs> treated another bear with the same guy. And he went in there with a scope and shot at it and missed. Oh Lord! And it came down, and he had no way of communication because he had didn't have cell phone service up here. Yeah, yep. and he didn't have a radio, so he got lost. So we'd like to never found the guy. Gosh.
2: Yeah, that's another thing um, a lot of people don't realize. You come up here bear hunting, you're not going to have cell phone signal. No. And to kind of fix that, you guys use marine band radios, correct? Yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. You get better range than just like a standard CB or something like yeah. that. You, you get, get what, better range. Eight or and you 10 don't miles have as much it? interference. I got gotcha. you.
4: I yep. got gotcha.
3: you. Yeah. That, that's, but it's that's so awesome.
4: easy to get lost in these mountains because – a lot of people can't determine their direction from up or, or you know, or down or I thought a lot of things look the same. So, yeah. you know, I, there was a road. I, I, I crossed a river that was with us. I'll try to make it short. But there was a road above where he crossed the river just straight across. It went all the way down the river. You couldn't miss that road. And I told him, I said, if you go straight up when you cross that river, you'll come in that road somewhere. And I said, then you can work your way back up the river. Well, once he shot and the bar came down, we didn't know where he was at. The bear yeah. treat again, so we went on and killed the bear. Then started trying to find him, and and we would holler for him. He we could hear him, you know, and we ho- he'd go away from us. Oh Lord, cause the sound, cause you know, the sounds so, echo. Yeah, and uh, finally we got inside of him. We hollered, he started going away from us, so we ran him down and caught him, and uh, <laughs> and he said, Gosh. Like, "You lied." He said, "I went up one hill and back down another one, back up another one, back down another one." I said I never did come out in that road. And what he was doing was going around with the ridges.
2: Oh, Lord, he wasn't going straight, no, up. He he was wasn't going going straight up. He was going
4: around the hill. He was going around. He thought he was going up, though. Yeah. In his mind yeah. He was going up. But. Right.
2: It's
3: easy to get turned around in a place like this. I mean, yeah. it really, really is. Well, when Especially you're in some, around it.
2: Yeah, you get in these thickets. like you say, everything looks the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only, and you can't see very
4: far. Well, so. I've got lost myself. I mean, since I've got the Garmin's, it's really spoiled me. It's hurt my skills as far as if I don't <laughs> have it. Yeah. Because I used it to navigate and stuff, you know.
3: Right. It's easy to get turned around quick. Like I like I say, when in a deal like that, you just got to find a tree and go to it. Find a spot and walk straight to it and try to find your way out of there. Eventually, Around here, eventually, at some point, you're going to come to a road somewhere. Best way... It may be a long ways, yeah, but eventually
4: you're going to find a road. Way, but
2: you will find a road eventually.
4: The best way I found is to follow a creek. If you can find a creek, yeah. you, you can come out somewhere. It's going to come out somewhere.
3: Yeah. I got gotcha. you. But, but, yeah, that was kind of looping back again but uh, the yeah, weapon thing really got kind of me track uh we're, we're right. perfect for that that's what this show's all about getting sidetracked <laughs> and off on the funny tangents but
2: uh well yeah. I, I i've been talking about building me a bear hunting weapon and i it's probably way overkill but i have a theory on this that i want to test out i want to try this thing out at some point but i was telling christian we've i've been around and i've seen every type of bear hunting gun and stuff and i'm gonna build me an ar platform gun with a upper of a either a 50 beowulf or a 450 bushmaster that's a big heavy short-range bullet but i swear around here it would be perfect
4: yeah and it's really good for the coast too mm-hmm. a lot and just
2: slap just like a red dot on it because if you get a running bear it's it's way easier to pick up a single dot but then you always take a chance of it getting knocked off so you've got to make sure and get a quality dot not just some cheap
4: a lot of guys around here they use, like I said, thirty out six, but some guys use like a four forty four, four fifty. You know, uh, I think some of them guys even shoot like five hundred pistols and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but a lot of guys, my brother, he uses, he shoots uh forty five seventy. But a lot of guys say that they don't like forty five seventy for bear hunting around here. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean. Uh, what i've seen him shoot him it works good because it'll blow a hole the size of your fist you know But well, that's that's it yeah, that if was... you've
2: ever sh- i mean most of the time on a bear it, you may not be on one that's justified for a bullet that size but if you ever get eye to eye with one over 500 pounds and you shoot it with something and watch it look at you like that didn't even hurt yeah the bigger the better i shot one when i was yeah. a kid i was like 14 years old and i shot it with a 12 gauge slug and it laughed at that slug yeah, I mean, it just flat out laughed yeah. at that slug, and I'm like, after that experience, I'm sitting here thinking if I could tote a damn cannon around,
4: yeah, that's what like my that brother is. yeah
2: freaking fired
4: off, I would. Yeah, my brother saw one get up; it was probably pushing 500 pounds. I shot it at 20 yards; it was on top of a rock cliff, and it turned broadside, and I put it right at its shoulder. It flopped down beside him I and landed face up. Yeah, and I jerked another shell, and I shot it in the head with that 30/30, and it took off down the hill three miles later it killed a dog or, and so on yeah and uh, we never did kill it and after that he said i'm buying me a gun it's gonna have some knockdown so he's got that forty five seventy with yep. like 475 grain shells
2: well that and i shot i shot it at like five yards in the neck because uh, it had dogs all over it from its shoulders back it's the only shot i had and it was walking right by me it wasn't running yeah and i basically about here to the wall just boom and it freaking hit its neck, and, I mean, it hit center mass. Of course, it had a freaking neck that big around on it. Yeah. And you could watch the ripples come it's off of like it. It's
4: just like a gelatin block.
2: Yeah. And it ran about 20 yards and stopped, and I thought I'd killed it. And then I went in there to it, and it heard me break a stick, and it spun around and looked at me, and they caught the dogs off it in Tennessee. It took off, and it yeah. made it across the state line. You
4: know, I've seen people shoot them with 9 millimeter or something, and, and when you kill them, skin them out, it goes about maybe an inch deep. Yeah it don't go in the fat it's yeah. crazy it's like a gelatin block yeah that's
3: yeah. yeah whenever you get in there you want something that's going to get it done especially yeah. after you're, especially around here you've already run four or five hours and you yep. finally get to them yeah you don't want to pull or around have to get on them again
4: exactly you crawl through laurel for two hours trying to get to one you want to make sure you kill it when you right. get there. yeah and you get generally you get one shot at them
2: yep. i mean you yep. don't it ain't like you're shooting them running across a big open field or something you ain't
4: gonna get a mm-hmm. bunch of you don't Unless have you know what time. you're doing,
3: you've got one shot. Unless they're up
4: a tree, you ain't got but one shot. Yeah, yep. most of the time.
3: Yep, but
2: I sorry, guess, I, we've been off on that tangent a couple of times. And
3: yeah, it's, it's a good tangent, though. I mean, it, it's it's a lot to do with it. I mean, yeah, and I know there's more there to talk about as far as the whole thing goes. What do you have aside from just going and actually hunting? What's the next? Is there any step in between as far as training goes to getting ready for bear season?
2: I mean, what do you got coming up in the next couple of weeks? Are you just yeah. mainly gonna be running and
4: running and baiting. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Running and baiting, and like I said, just you know checking trail cameras and or cell cameras or whatever you got. You know, see what you got on baits. But running as much as possible, you know, at least a couple times a week. I got you. Sometimes you know three, or four. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: How long do you usually run for this time of year? Just an hour, two hours? How long do you?
4: It just depends on the bear and the dogs. I mean, I usually run till they either treat or quit. I got you. And sometimes they'll run all all day, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, well, and I've I'm, also been coon hunting some because Tennessee coon season opens July first on private lands. So, yeah. So you know, I can hunt the left side of nineteen E on private I got land, you. so I can get some dogs in shape just by coon hunting. It's cooler. Yeah. You know.
2: Heck yeah.
0: Right. And we
2: talk about this all the time, but. And you mentioned checking your trail cameras and stuff. How much is that? The I guess the progression of trail cameras. How much has
4: that helped you as far as your bear hunting goes? Oh gosh, it's helped. It's helped so much, especially training. Yeah. If you got the cell camera, it sends it to you. You don't have to guess whether you're turning up on a bear or not. You've got the bear there, and you know it's been there, and you can go turn over it. While you, before we had to, you know, load dogs up and either rig a tracking collar on it so that it would go off or go and check the bait and see and then a lot of times you would disturb buyer, so it wouldn't ever show up all night yeah you know uh versus where you can just sit there and look at the your phone and or have your notifications on where it sends it to you and notifies you got a buyer there you can load up and go heck yeah put Straight it, on to it. It. it makes it so much easier all right
2: yeah i mean it they've to say they've changed just hunting in general is
4: just an understatement they've For made sure it, it's
3: changed nutrients. the whole game. Yeah.
4: The Garmin, the Garmin, and the and the cell cameras have just made it so much easier, that's especially awesome. for training. That's yeah. awesome.
3: So one last thing here before we get going too far, we've we've talked and talked about using bait for bear. That's not the only option for running hounds. There's a lot, you know, a lot of people rig. Yeah, and we, we do some, that, that's something that a lot of people don't even know what that is.
4: We do that a lot in Tennessee because Tennessee has bait law where you can bait with anything but you have to have it cleaned up like two weeks before season opens. Mm-hmm. So theref, right. therefore, we do a lot of rigging and, and sometimes leading. I lead a lot. <laughs> so
2: explain describe, the, rigging. Yeah, explain please. what rigging is for people that don't understand.
4: Rigging is where you put a dog where you trust, you know, that's going to just strike a bar and nothing else. Mm-hmm. You put it on the back of your truck or the front. Some people put them on the hood of their truck.
2: Yeah, anybody, if you ever driving around the Appalachian Mountains and you see a truck with carpet on the hood, that's what this is used
0: for. Yeah, it's used yep.
4: for putting dogs on. Yep. And they either snap them or some dog people just leave them loose, but most people snap them on there. So they, yep. you know, and they strike a bear, you get them off, try to find the track or whatever and find out what direction it's going because you don't want to put on the back track. A so hop- the
2: dog literally is riding on the truck hood and smells where a bear crossed. smells where a bear's yep.
4: crossed or even smells where one's three or 400 yards away, you know, Yeah. crossed, and they, they, they can strike them by wind. They, right. You know, and uh, when you get them off, like I said, most of the time you want to try to find the direction it's went because if it's a hot bear track, dogs will run it backwards just like they will forwards a lot of times. Yeah, so you want to get them started in the right direction,
3: right? So, so whenever you're doing this, like I say, you have a dog, you throw it on the bed or, or on the hood, and you're drive you drive these roads. Wait when you say strike, striking meaning they're going to bark, they're going to let yeah, you know they're going to
4: means, start. That means they're opening up, belling, you know, barking. All right. They got. Yeah.
3: Right, and then in that case, you've got so you have all these different dogs, and you've talked about t- different types of dogs that has certain capabilities. So you, you have cold nosed dogs, or more of a hot hot trail dog. What dogs do you like for rigging? You've got explain the different types you got, and then explain what you like best for well, the rigging side.
4: Rigging, uh, well, anytime you want a cold nosed dog, possibly if you got one bear hunting because they can strike a bar that, like, moved at 8 o'clock last night and trail it up and jump it, you know. Yeah. Versus where, you know, a, hot dog, a hot-nosed dog can take a two-hour-old track or something. And sometimes that's an advantage, but very rarely. Most of the time you want a cold-nosed dog. Uh, you just don't want once cold, it's going to strike a track that it can't jump the bar. Can't know catch up right, to. Right, can yeah. find where it's at in the bed. Uh, as far as places rigging uh public land's usually a lot better where you got roads and stuff you can rig. Yeah. Uh, versus where private land where you know, there's usually not that much opportunity to to rig.
3: Yeah, not many people have hundreds and hundreds of acres to drive around on their property yeah. To, yeah. to go rigging.
4: Well and they don't have
2: if you do have private property, the roads, like you say, aren't usually truck accessible roads. Right. It's right. Side by side or, or, or side by side, something like right. that. Right.
3: And then just to hit on the hot and cold nose trail or, or dogs explain what the what that is exactly i'm sure there's somebody cause like so we've got i don't know if we've told you this or not we've got listeners as far as canada russia oh really austria we've got them all across the country it's listening probably have no idea what a cold nose or a, hot well, nose a cold dog nose is.
4: dog something that can trail you know like i said a track where a buyer's like if a buyer's went through this parking lot at, at you know midnight last night, a cold nosed dog can you can take it at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Or you know, ten o'clock in the morning. It can and it can trail that track up and, and find that bear. Because most of the time the bear move over nighttime. So now you, how
2: far will a bear like if you get on a, a track like that, usually how far is it before you find the before they jump the bear, before they actually catch up to the bear? Well, on a cold trail. Yeah, on like a cold
4: trail. Well early season most of the time you'll find them within five hundred yards. But late season, sometimes they'll walk A mile or two before they lay down. Oh, wow.
0: Gotcha.
2: Is it just because they're traveling further looking for food, or they have just specific places that they like to lay up better in the late season?
4: They like to lay in places where it's on the south side or something where it's warmer in the late season. So, you know, and uh, a lot of times they just like to get away further for some reason. They like to get away from, like, if you're turning on a bait and the buyer was there at, you know, six o'clock last night and you, Get, got a real cold nose dog you put on it and it'll trail and trail and trail and work at track sometimes it'll take you know two hours to find where the buyer's at yeah because they've walked so far and that's crazy. Sure there's that's well, crazy
3: there's been times when they never do find
4: it yeah a lot of times you never do jump them up that's what i'm saying to the advantages of you don't have the advantage that people think you do just by using dogs because you can put on a you know a eight hour old track sometimes you won't ever jump it yeah right and sometimes you can put on a a 14-year-old track, and it seems like the dogs can just, you know, breeze with it. But
2: Just depends on the bear and how far it's
4: moved. Yeah, and, and it pre- depends on the barometric pressure and different things. You know, affects the do- way the dog smells. I got you. Because sometimes you can put dogs on an arrow track, and it seems like they struggle with it. Yeah. Uh, and then you got your hot-nosed dogs that you want for pack dogs, what we call pack dogs. Yeah. Where, where once the bear's jumped up and it crosses a trail or road or something, we can... Put them on it and they're faster than the older dogs that are experienced, you know, cold nosed dogs. Yeah. And uh
3: They're the ones you put in there to put the heat on the bear. Yeah,
4: what we call putting heat to it.
3: Yeah. Packing as and a lot of times you'll have a a lot of times you'll have a scenario where, like i say, you've got trail dogs, you've turned them loose, they've trailed the bear and you followed on your garmin, and at this point you 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 know, with experience, most experienced guys will know, okay, this bear's jumped, they're behind this bear, they're on it. Yeah. So they'll get to a point where they can get either in front of it or, or you know,
4: near its path. Well, with well, those garments, that makes it a lot easier, too, yeah. because, like, if it's across here, even if it's been 30 minutes ago, if you know the bear's jumped, and it's the only place you got a chance you know of putting dogs in, Yeah. then you put them in right there, and pack dogs will catch up on a hot track, where they won't on a cold track. Yeah. You know, on a hot track, they'll catch right up and and uh be there i got right.
3: you so yeah so like i say packing as in you pull up you open the dog box and you send what dogs you got to get more on them to slow the bear down or whatever you, yep. the case may be
2: well and you mentioned garmin several times for people that don't know you're not only see where you're at but you can see where your dog's right on yep. where are they're they're at. on where they're wearing gps collars
4: right and as long as they've you've got communication with them you can see where they've been yep so you know like like i said if the bear's crossed right here you know exactly where it's crossed at, or pretty size. and most time the dogs can smell it as soon as you get them out, and you you can put them on the track that way. And I got you. And, and, yep.
2: Well, and then once the hunt's over, it helps finding your dogs as well. I mean, exactly. It just makes
4: life so much easier, right? Because yeah.
3: not all the time, not all the dogs are going to be on that bear. Sometimes you'll have a a point where bear are going to be where other bears have been maybe they'll call pull off on a different bear trail and get yeah. a different bear altogether.
4: yep so we've had that happen a lot especially down where them guys got their hunting club mitch and matthew and them yeah uh, you know you turn on one bear and you end up on three or four different buyer dogs split up and dogs scattered all bear. you know yeah
0: right but
4: heck yeah that can make for a good day or that can
2: make for a rough day yeah right yeah gosh yeah but that was a ton
3: of information there like i say we, we kind of crammed a lot in a short amount of time but
2: yeah we've covered a lot of area right there but yeah for it's sure. been interesting for sure
3: yeah there's well with bear hunting there's just so many things to know and to learn about it i mean well and we,
2: the only way you can learn all these things is by
3: experience doing it
4: right yeah so many people misunderstand it. it you know as far as there's I so agree.
3: so much work it's that goes into that. It's not just experience. feeding your dogs and watering your dogs every day, which that's that's a hard part of it. I mean, you have to stay on it.
4: Well, also, you know, like I was saying, you have you have to feed your dogs a certain amount all the time. But then when it comes to running, you have to up their feed. Yeah, because they're burning more. Right, you We're got up. to up their protein, keep their muscle mass and stuff in shape. Yeah, right. You know, pe- people see your dogs like a lot of people catch my dogs like trail hikers and stuff, and they say, "Boy, your dog's skinny," but he's not skinny he's just he's muscular and in shape he's in know? shape yeah he's, he's not skinny yep. you know it's like like he's talking about somebody running a marathon you don't want to try to go out here and never run run it all and yeah you ain't gonna under- see
2: many people like me and christian running the boston marathon that just ain't nope. happening. <laughs> not happening
4: so, but they misunderstand <laughs> and it's a lot of expense between feeding bear and feeding dogs if you do it you're gonna have several thousand dollars right. per year in it. Yeah.
3: Unlike deer season, it's not something you do for most of the months of the year. It's something you do 12 months out of the year. You are constantly doing and working with your dogs and getting yeah. ready for the next season.
4: Yeah. I, uh, like one of the guys I work with, his son's a deer hunter, and he saw me buy, buying bear feed, and it was much expensive. And he said, "How often do you buy it?" And I told him I was like every every month, you know. Yeah. And he says, "You won't be my deer hunting partner." <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't realize how much expense it is because peanuts right. are, especially this year, peanuts, if you can even find them, are, you know, upwards six $700 a ton. Yeah, I was yep.
2: going to say they're better than double what they were last year, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's
2: so, what I've been hearing. Yep. That's and crazy dog expensive.
4: foods the price of dog foods went up, so. Everything's yeah.
3: Everything's went up. Corns Everything's up. God.
2: Yeah, God, the price of corns went up 4 or $5 a bag. Yeah. So. But the times we live in it it costs a lot you got to pay if you're gonna play that's for sure inflation's
4: caused a lot of it but you know just give it to you straight it's it's an expensive hobby oh yeah yeah we were talking about that in here about
2: how much quality beef we could buy for the cost it cost us to harvest one deer or one bear you could you could buy the finest beef in the world for that and price if you wanted if it.
4: dog hunting by because you got your collars and stuff, your tracking collars. Oh yeah. And you, most of us run like the the old beep collars plus the Garmin so you've got four or five hundred dollars worth of collars on a dog. Right. Yep.
3: But let me tell you what, you won't have near as much fun driving to Ingles and getting you something to eat as you will going out in the woods and hunting That's for it. a handful of hours and being by yourself or 100%. being with those dogs. Ain't nothing else like it.
4: I agree. It's, it's it's a fun life
3: gosh yeah it is and, it's and that's out. the thing about it you don't have to have dog stuff to go bear hunting you get in with these groups the bear community is a welcoming bunch oh, i mean yeah. honestly you there's all kinds of different bear clubs and groups that go out and they want they they want people to come and enjoy well, it and come and be a I part get of people
2: it. asking me that all the time they're like man how how would i even get in on that and i'm like just go talk to them because they're it. all super like you they're all super friendly guys yep. and like you say they're welcoming shooters yeah, in. Yeah, if they got somebody that wants to come shoot one, they're tickled to death.
4: We're wanting yeah. shooters most of the time. We'd rather see a kid, you know, that wants to kill one kill one than anybody, but right. yeah. you know, anybody that's never killed one, we're tickled to death to get them in there yeah, and, shoot and yeah. It's not and a let them kill it.
3: <laughs> it's not a us only type deal. It's bring everybody. Come it's, and enjoy it.
4: The expression loaded for buyer it's for a reason because it takes a lot of, you know, help.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a truth. It takes shoot, a time. Yeah. You want, you know, bring them all. You don't have to have Two and three dog You don't have to have a dog period to come and just hunt.
2: Yeah. Uh, just show up and have a good time.
3: Yeah. That's it. There's plenty of groups. Stay and I'm sure legal
2: and Yeah. Come on. Get yep. your license, make sure you're legal, and come on.
3: Yep, make sure you're yeah. legal, and there's groups all around the county, not just here. I mean, everywhere there's bear hunting legal, there's groups around the hunts.
2: Oh, yeah, Lord help. Not these. only
3: hunting bear, I mean, you can run dogs down towards the coast. like South. Speaking of early season South Carolina, it's hard to find a place to still hunt deer because everybody down there is wanting to run deer with dogs. Yeah,
2: they're running with dogs. I want to do.
3: I haven't I've yet to do that, but when I went down there, I told you this that when I went to the early season opener of deer season South Carolina. I thought well, I'm gonna get down here and kill kill a deer. It's gonna how it's gonna be, Lord. I probably would never saw one in the first place. They've been running them because there was three or four miles of just trucks lined up, Good dog gracious. boxes ready, to, ready to run these deer opening the morning. I'm like, That's I crazy. didn't really realize this was a place where they run deer <laughs> or the dogs. Oh but, yeah, but it's fun. I mean, whether it's deer or bear or whatever, I'm sure it's just as much fun as that is this bear up here.
2: Oh yeah, it'd be entertaining for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that.
3: Got to try and do it soon.
2: Well, guys, I think we have covered everything we had to cover today.
3: At least for today. I'm sure we're going to have more bear episodes, I'm sure, especially yeah, oh yeah. the closer we
4: get to season. Yeah, some more guys yeah. in to talk about it. To, you know, that was a lot more than I do. So. I
3: don't know, Sam. Sam's <laughs> yeah, I don't gonna, know Sam's how many, many people we find that knows
4: more than you do, Yeah, Sam.
3: Sam's going to let on like he ain't much nothing, but if you ask about anybody else around here, he's probably – you're king, cra- yeah, the king crab of of of, bear, of dog trainers around here.
4: I don't know about that. What I've learned, I've learned from the older fellas, you know, yeah. mostly, but and self experience some.
3: A lot of self experience. Don't let him fool you. Shoot A you lot up. of self experience. Shoot He's worked with them about more more than anybody I know personally. You Know and there's, I know a bunch of them that oh, does yeah. this stuff, it's done it their whole life, but son, Sam puts well, that's
4: time the only in. way
2: you learn is in your time, yeah, in. yeah. I
4: slacked up this year a lot, but you know, well,
3: you've also got young and get ready to go to school, yeah, well. so. you got to spend time with the family, yeah. Too, you I was know.
4: trying to that, and uh,
0: it,
4: it becomes a work, a job when you like I was doing training everybody else and their brother's dogs and stuff, yeah, and yeah, it becomes a job, and then your dogs aren't as good as they should be, and yeah. after a while, All Right. And, but all right guys
2: well um as we always end the show we want to thank everybody for listening uh thank all of our sponsors and all our partners and stuff we got to sign back up today so i can just read yeah, you them. can just read them off of the all of big and J, onyx hunt nap bone collector remington garmin Realtree, south to outfitters carhartt vortex mountaineer outfitters uh tact reveal um who are we missing there we've got a couple new ones that we're missing but we want to thank everybody that helps us with this show um like we said guys season two appalachian holler hunters hit this week so get on youtube like it subscribe comment interact with us yeah Um, Mitch got her done heck yeah mitch got her done down in georgia sure
3: did about got her done a second time
2: you've got the email up if you guys have any suggestions want to talk to us just shoot us an email yep what's that email again
3: a holler hunters
2: at at gmail.com a holler hunters at gmail.com um if you're listening to this podcast Get on whatever device you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Leave us a rating. Write us a review. It really helps move us up through the algorithm. Help us spread the word, reach more people. Yep. And, and it's
3: working because, I mean, like I say, we've, we have we see everybody listening to this. We see it, get, it don't give you your location, obviously, precise, but it lets us know around about where you're listening from. Yeah, and get on I'll there. All across the world. We, we notice that.
2: Leave us some comments. We'd yep. love to be able to start interacting with people yeah, that are listening us to questions, this stuff. We'll answer them. Even if it's y'all sound like a bunch of damn rednecks, that's fine. We'll recognize to us. it. That's we how know. we are. It's not but a secret. We here. know.
4: Exactly. <laughs> You've gotta, got to gotta let us know what you saying. Yeah,
2: yeah, 100%. But once again, guys, thank you for listening we will be back in a week and uh i think that pretty well covers it for all the housekeeping stuff
3: i think that pretty well covers everything we need Shoot this week out.
2: sam thank you for coming in and helping really us appreciate it. it thanks guys for
4: having me yes yeah. sir we'll, we'll have
3: more bear hunters on here soon and i'm sure i mean between not, i hope so between bear not just tactics of bear hunting but bear stories i mean yep. my god i mean it's an endless
2: well hunting and fishing you end up with tons of stories so. that's it so. All right, guys. Well, I think that covers here, but thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Session podcast.
0: say everybody knows everybody. but they sure as hell
2: know me. In that mad dot town, 65 southbound, in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn too sharp
0: like Vodou can generally. With all the hell I raised on this Cheatham country.